Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It is Trucking Answers, the podcast. And I'm here. I'm Mark, your podcast host. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's currently getting some late breakfast, I guess, early lunch for her. She'll be here soon to make all the comments. I'm coming to you today only through your eye holes, which is great. People don't have to look at me, my horrific visage. That way, kind of Medusa-ish, you won't have to smell me, nothing. Just hear me. (laughs) And today is a day after Thanksgiving, so I assume your toilet is backed up and you're in some kind of coma, unless you were at work, presumably. But it doesn't matter. We're here working every day, and it's not really work, really because I want to do it. It's time to change the trucking industry and make it a little bit better if we can. Now, we're still in 38 countries. We're stuck. We're stuck at 38. But today, we want to talk about Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport with one download. What is that? One person decided to listen and said, hey, you know what? This is not for me. So that's great. Thanks, Shreveport. I appreciate it. Probably never hear from them again, I guess, because it doesn't actually say which episode is downloaded or anything like that. So I have no way to know. That's pretty awesome. Today, we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and another reason we are not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot moron people on this planet that we continually waste resources on keeping them alive because they're stupid. So that's why we don't live on Mars like we should be right now. All our money's wasted for all these people. You know, when did trucking stop being a profession? That's what I want to ask today. When did trucking stop being a trade, basically? You know, the trades, like Mike Rowe talks about, electricians, plumbers, masons, except for their secret handshakes, all these trades, these tradesmen, as it was called, right? Trades people today, so I don't get canceled. All the trades. When did trucking stop becoming a trade and start basically being indentured servitude? You know, I have several astute viewers, and some of them made $100,000 a year in the 70s. People today are just breaking into that now again, except it's a long time later. And that hundred today is not near what it was then. Well, certainly, partially that's because the government limited competition in those years. You couldn't just take a freight run from somewhere. You wanted to go from Chicago to Nashville. You had to go to the government and say, you know what? We need another trucking company running this route and get approval for it. And so that artificially inflated the rates. And that was a problem. But what has happened really is people sell themselves short. They allow themselves to be used in a way that is bad. And that's disappointing to say the least. This starts at school. School's horrible. Everything is set up from you back to kindergarten. And now they want you at pre-kindergarten and pre-pre-pre-kindergarten. You know why? So they can indoctrinate you to understand, to shut up, don't ask questions, do what you're told. Take what you're given, accept everything the way it is, and uh, that's it. And just go along with it, right? Oh, go to lunch. Your lunch is 36 minutes. Here, raise your hand if you have to pee. Don't talk out of line. Sit there quietly. Be here at this time. Bring a lunchbox, right? Everything, everything. Bring your Charlie's Angels lunchbox, all of that, and your little thermos, and we'll tell you when to eat. That's all school's for. It isn't to learn anything. It's to indoctrinate you so you'll shut the heck up. 
later. And that's what's happened in trucking. People just take whatever's given to them. Now, with free competition, right, that doesn't mean your pay has to go in the dumpster. You can accept to not take the pay they give you. Say, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know why people accept such low pay and then gripe about it. I will say I hear a lot of gripes about it, but I don't see people doing anything about it. Look at these people at John Deere, and even they got kind of hosed. That strike that just went on in John Deere for weeks, oh my gosh. Now, they got a good raise and everything, but you know what? Right after that, right after they signed the contract, John Deere announced huge profits, including including the weeks the plant was closed for strike. Do you, do you know that? That's a true story. So don't accept this low pay. We need to bring trucking. Maybe it should be an apprenticeship like an electrician. Does anybody think an electrician doesn't make good money? They do. Do you think they're paid for their time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Why? They've banded together, right? They've banded together and said, you know what? None of us are going to come in and work on any projects or anything unless we're all paid. And that's what has to happen in trucking. There's really no organization, no group, no nothing for drivers. Oh, Ida's out there a little bit. You know, we'll change the laws a little bit. Right. That's about it. That's it. That's the main thing. And that's not that's not going to be enough to cut it in the future. Trucking, the pay really continues to go down year after year. We're going to show, you know, here we have Maverick has announced $100 for six holidays a year, 100 bucks a day for six days a year for holidays. Oh, congratulations, 100 whole dollars. Wow. You know, wow. I'm going to be off these really for four days, but two of these days, Thursday and Friday for me, pay full days of pay for these holidays and uh so they are going to give you a hundred dollars congratulations wow that's really great finally how how nice of them also at maverick you're going to be able to get wi-fi unlimited wi-fi in your truck <laughs> i thought it was gonna be free no you gotta pay for it it says you for less than a dollar a day nice you know charge the drivers to keep in touch with their families because it says well the drivers will be better able to keep in touch with their families yeah and they're going to take that out of their check you can't spring for Wi-Fi for drivers that are gone from their families for a week or more at a time, and you're going to tout that out there so like some kind of benefit? Give me a break. I mean, please, Paul, please. Sick of it. This kind of stuff needs to end, and these perks are garbage. You know what? Even Wi-Fi, even if it was free, you can't spend that. You can't pay your bills with free Wi-Fi. All right, brace. Give drivers thirty bucks a month extra. How about that? Here's thirty bucks. We're gonna give you Wi-Fi. Here's thirty dollars. I'd rather did. I'd rather they did that than some kind of flim-flam free Wi-Fi that uh, you still have to pay for. These kind of things, I'm not a fan of them. We need to get back to sticking together and making trucking a profession that it really is, that it really should always have been considered when it was. Uh, you know, in the '70s, it should never have changed. Even though it was deregulated from the government side, we didn't have to deregulate our side of it. We don't have to deregulate that. We need to stop the public school mindset of sitting around and just taking whatever is given, just bending over and taking it. Okay. Stand up, turn around and say, I'm not going to take it anymore. Throw that TV out the window and let's be done with it. Be done with these kind of places. And they will finally have to, uh, they'll be the one turning around. I'll tell you that. That's how it has to go. Yikes. 
Right along with that, we have the governor of Tennessee who's come out and said, you know what we need? We need drivers to be able to drive more hours. Okay. Because of the driver shortage, which does not exist, as we always talk about here. Drivers do not need to drive any more hours. And this is what I hear from drivers too, Mark. If we could just drive more hours, all this regulation. No. No. You don't get it. Everybody that thinks you want to work more hours, you don't get it. The more hours you work, the less drivers are needed and the lower your pay is. Okay. Which means then what happens later? You have to work even more hours to make more pay. And then what? You have to make more hours. There's no incentive to raise your pay if they can just make you work more. The idea is you need pressure on the industry so that they need more and more drivers and your pay increases and increases because it is harder and harder for them to get freight moved. Rates go up and they have to increase your pay because they can't get anybody else to do your job. Do not work more. Make more. All right. Do not work more hours. You never want to do that. Look, if you can't make a living working 14 hours a day, I don't know what to tell you. Quit. Because that's crazy. Some days, I, if it goes good for me, I only work seven and a half hours when my run goes good. That's it. All right. And the rest of the time, you know where I am? At home. All right. Not working for them because I'm not working any 14 hours a day and you shouldn't have to either. This idea that is in people's heads that, well, we just could work more. No, 14 hours a day is plenty. Don't you think? Don't you think 60% of the day at work is plenty to make a living? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So this governor, of course, a Republican governor, let's work people even harder, right? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And drivers are, of course, they go along. Oh, yeah, I want to work even four, even more. I want to work 30 hours a day. Forget it. And then that goes right to this driver. Did you see this? Crashed into the auto zone. And I don't mean just crashed into it. Crashed all the way through. One wall came out the other side of the building. I don't remember what uh, state this was in. I didn't write it down. But he crashed into an auto zone and went all the way through the building and came on the other side and hit a tree. I guess it's terrible the driver died in this. And they don't know whether he fell asleep. It was like 4.30 in the morning, which I see tons of people asleep late at night, driving around, weaving everywhere. Or if he had some kind of medical condition, I don't know. But he went all the way through the building. I don't know if he picked up any air filters or anything on the way. But uh, that was really, that was a huge accident. I've never seen anything like that where the whole truck went uh, through the whole building. And there's another driver who, he gets stopped at the border. The dogs alert on him. All this technology, by the way, as I'm trying to get to Mars, what do we use? Dogs. Okay. So he's smuggling people across the border, the Mexican border. You know how he did it? I will give you this. Clever. It's on a flatbed. They're in wooden crates. Sealed up in wooden crates. And I guess there's holes drilled for them or whatever. Kind of like you would do a dog. And they're strapped down. The dog's alert and they open the crates. There's 39 people in there. One got away. Funny. But uh, that's pretty clever. Look, I almost give the guy enough credit to let him go on that. Because normally I see this in vans and that. I wonder how many people have come on a flatbed. Never would have thought about it. Even people have come in tankers. But never... Never a flatbed. Very clever. He did not get any securement issues like the hazmat guy we had because all the people were secured. You don't have to placard people. Isn't that great? PACAR. Listen up. PACAR is being sued by the government here again for a whistleblower complaint. Now, I want to tell you first, as amazing as it is, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you legal advice, but I'll tell you. 
on these cases, these whistleblower cases, the government almost always wins. So this person, he worked at the Packard plant making trucks. And apparently during the COVID times, he said, look, what are we doing about COVID? And they go, well, this is what we're doing. We're washing stuff. We're doing this and that, whatever. And so he posts on some kind of social media that they're not doing enough to keep everybody safe. They fire him. Guess what? You can't fire people for that. You have every right to place about work to post, talk about, discuss whatever you want about workplace safety concerns without fear of retaliation or retribution. That's a quote from OSHA. Okay, these companies, these these trucking companies, right? Some of them have in their driver manual. Some of them just tell you you can't talk about stuff at work. Be loney. Okay, you can talk about workplace safety problems anytime you want. That's a quote from OSHA. They cannot do anything about it. And what the government wants this driver to be not driver, right? This person that works there to be rehired, all of his back pay, all of his medical paid during the time that he was gone because he had medical. And that's always what happens in these cases. If they rehire you and you had medical bills, you, they have to pay the bill up to your copay because you would have otherwise had health insurance and there'll be some kind of fine as well for the company and the company will have to retrain everybody that people are allowed to talk about workplace problems i see this at a lot of companies by the way you can't talk about this you can't talk about you can basically talk about whatever you want to talk about okay and stuff like workplace safety concerns they can't do anything about it whether they gripe at you about it they can't fire you for it and you can always, always, this is from 1938, okay, the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act, you can always talk about to your coworkers about your pay, working conditions, workplace safety, anything. Among coworkers, it's always been allowed. The workplace can't stop you, cannot stop you. That actually went to the Supreme Court a number of years ago because somebody had, was talking to their employers about what they made, the the company fired them, boom, rehired, had to rehire them. Cannot stop people from that. So this place, Packard, I hope they get slammed for it because it's totally not allowed according to OSHA. So great. Do you have a Jeep Grand Cherokee, a Grand Wagoneer or a Wagoneer 2021? <laughs> They're already recalled. It's typical of Jeep, which is always on the bottom of the reliability list in the United States, although they're high in customer satisfaction. They're being recalled for an airbag control switch. Apparently, it's bad, and so it won't light up on your dashboard if the airbags don't work. You won't even have any idea. You could get into an accident, and the airbags won't work. So these new Jeeps already back in the shop. Grand Wagoneers can be over $100,000. So I don't know how many drivers have one. Maybe some of you do. And uh, they're being recalled. And that's the top line one, by the way, over hundred grand. So headed back to the Jeep dealer already. The Ford Ranger is being redone. It looks just like a Maverick. <laughs> it's getting a Maverick treatment. So if any of you have seen the Ford Maverick, which I don't like the name of it, the new Ranger coming out looks just like it. And I wanted to tell you that overseas... In Europe, you can get that Ranger with a diesel and a stick shift and get 33 miles to the gallon. Wouldn't that be pretty awesome? Well, it would, except you can't get that engine here. The new one will still only be equipped with the 2.3 turbo, and that's it. You won't have any other options again. 
And, uh, you know, I thought I thought maybe they'd stick the 2.7 V6 from the F-150 in it and make like a, I don't know, Ranger GT kind of thing. But uh, they didn't. So that's all you're going to get here in the United States. Overseas, diesel stick and way better mileage. But I guess they figure Americans, who cares? I mean, gas is coming down. We just released 50 million uh, barrels from the Strategic Reserve, right? That's three-day supply. <laughs> that should be pretty good. Thanks. Anyway. Toyota Mirai. I saw a video about this, and I've always known this, and it always amazes me when auto journalists, as they call them, do these kind of videos and have no idea what they're freaking talking about. The Mirai, if you don't know, is a hydrogen-fueled car, all right? And he said it was hydrogen-powered. No, it is an electric car. Mirais run on electricity like a Tesla, but... The electricity is made in the car when hydrogen and tanks combines with oxygen. Now, what do you get at the tailpipe? Water. But when you combine things, what do you get? Energy. This energy is stored in a small 1.3 kilowatt hour battery, and the rest of it's used as the car drives. It's um, you know, a membrane there. It's a little more complicated to explain how it works, but uh, that is the basic thing of it. And so, it's not really hydrogen powered. It needs hydrogen fuel to combine to make power that was one thing of it the other problem is they went to fuel the car all right you can only buy these cars in southern california there are 47 public fueling stations in california for the car so the navigation in the car of course takes you to the fueling station by the way it's the size of a camry really in a seventy thousand dollar car okay you go to the fueling station. There are four cars in line. Isn't that awesome, he said? So after a 30-minute wait to get the fuel, he had a lot of problem with the pump because it froze to his car. Oh, yes. It works kind of like attaching a drill to an air supply. That's how it works. And he was amazed. Wow, it's so cold. Well, from our science, we know when... When something goes from high pressure, like in the fuel pump, to lower pressure, which is in your car, guess what? It gets colder. The temperature reduces on things. Isn't that amazing? It's science. Hey, take a class. All right. Take a class every once in a while. And so what happens, though, is the pump freezes to your car, especially if multiple cars or vehicles fuel one after the other, and they're using the high pressure. There's two pressures on the pump. He's at the 10,000 PSI pressure pump, so it has to have more pressure than that in the pump to get it into your car. And the problem is, then the thing gets really cold, and it literally, literally freezes to your car. It's frozen solid, because it only takes a few minutes to fuel, but you're pumping a lot through there, and the hydrogen is combining, and it makes water, which freezes. Oh, my gosh. He couldn't get it off the car. Now, I don't know why Toyota doesn't heat the nozzle at the car end. Why isn't the car nozzle heated from the car's battery or the power? You know, it has a small enough battery where it could heat that nozzle for a couple of minutes. Once it knows it's connected, it would heat that so that it can come off of there. Maybe in the future it will. I, you know, people that engineer cars should understand this stuff, but he was amazed it was frozen there. I'm not amazed. So really, he was there a little over half an hour for a couple of minute fill. Didn't do any better than an electric car, really. Same high cost, and you can't drive this thing across the country because there's no public fueling. You're much better off with an electric car. Hydrogen is a great idea, 
it's a great idea whose time probably won't ever come because we're just not putting the money into it. They're not going to build out an infrastructure until there's cars and they're not going to have enough cars, especially at 70,000 for a sedan where you still got to take forever to fill up. There was again, no canopy at this. I just don't understand it. I see this at almost every electric car charging station. Also no canopy. So you stand out in the winter or well, I guess not in San Diego where he was, but you'll stand out in the weather. It does rain and stuff. Filling up your car. Can we put canopies over these things? I mean, when I fill up my car, um, you know, the trucking answers mobile unit, I'm not staying in the weather. So can we at least get that changed? Thanks. Hydrogen p- cars, not going anywhere. Not going to go anywhere, really. I just don't see it. And plus, people don't understand. They don't understand about anything. <laughs> Another woman was there because he interviewed the other people waiting. She said she's so over it. The lines... And that's the problem. There's only 47 places to fuel. That's 47 pumps. That's 47 total pumps for the whole Southern California. There's enough people buying these cars because there are some incentives and stuff on these cars out there to buy them that uh, there's a long line to fill up your car. It has about the same range as a gas-powered car. So pretty awesome. I'm going to be out on the hydrogen cars, I think. Now, I do want to talk about a reason that we're not on Mars. So there's a planet... It's close by, but we don't live there because there's too many dumb people on this planet. And this lady we're going to talk about went to St. Louis. See, she lives in Houston. And so she's sitting around her dank cinder block basement apartment with her three kids. And that's what makes the story a little bit sadder, as we'll see momentarily. And she looks around and says, you know what? My butt's just not big enough. I wonder what I can do about that. Usually women think the other way about this, but hey, I don't know. Who knows? Some people, people who that are too thin think they need to be bigger. People that are big think they need to be thinner. Everybody should just be the way they are. How about that? Anyhow, she looks and says, you know what? I need a bigger butt. What can I do about this? Well, you could go to a doctor and do all that stuff, but that's expensive. So what she does is find this nice lady who, whose picture was, I thought, <laughs> a Halloween picture. Let's just be honest about it. And it turns out it's just a mugshot. She goes to this nice lady in St. Louis. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have a medical procedure done, usually, usually, I don't know, but I'm thinking that if I'm in somebody's apartment on their kitchen table, laying on my stomach on their kitchen table, I'm probably not getting a licensed medical procedure or maybe somebody that really hasn't had a lot of medical training. I don't know. Anyhow, she goes there, gets on the kitchen table. Drops trow, maybe not in that order. And the lady injects her buttocks, and I love it said buttocks, several times in the article, so I get to say it. I think it's super funny. With silicone to make them bigger. Inside, <laughs> I guess. Injectable silicone. And um, I guess she wasn't feeling good or whatever, but it's okay. She gets up, goes on her way. All right. And apparently, pretty fast, she's feeling horrible. Goes to the emergency room in St. Louis, and uh, they examine her. But I guess the doctor leaves the room for something, and according to them, she leaves. She just gets up and goes, you know what? I'm out of here. So she drives home to Houston, presumably on gigantic buttocks, <laughs> and the next day gets up and says, Ugh, I'm going to the doctor. She goes to the emergency room and dies. <laughs> All right. That's why the story's sad, because she leaves three kids behind. She dies, and it turns out 
that the procedure wasn't done correctly. Who would have who would have known that? You know, you'd think somebody doing something on their kitchen table would do it correctly, but no. So, I guess the hospital calls the cops when this all when they figure all this out, and the police call the St. Louis police. They go over there. This person in St. Louis has been doing unlicensed medical procedures since 2004. <laughs> all right, and has been arrested for it before. So. How many people are getting unlicensed buttock injections on somebody's kitchen table? Is there that much call for this? Listen, ladies, whatever size you are, it's okay. You don't have to go do all this. I think this, the thing is, this person left three kids behind. It said two of them are with her sister. So I don't know if the other one is over 18 or why the other one is not with her sister. But so the, at least two of them are minors. So you can please, I'm going to tell you this. Do not risk your life on a kitchen table to change the way you look for somebody else to like the way you look. If someone doesn't like the way you look, right? F them. How about that? Who cares? Right? They don't have to like the way you look, right? Even at the men's warehouse, that guy guarantees the way you look. He guarantees it. You're going to love the way you look, but it's the way you look, not how other people perceive you. So don't worry about any of that. But this kind of thing, if you are going to go do unlicensed procedures, you do not have any business living on Mars with me. Do not get, and what happened is, I guess, one of these silicone injections, they said, blocked up one of her arteries and went into her lungs. Some of the silicone, I guess, went into her lungs and then blocked up her arteries. Uh, silicone pulmonary embolism, basically, is what they said, and she died. Died from it from getting an unlicensed medical. Now, here, I'm sure it's cheaper. I'm sure you don't have to pay the doctor price. But sometimes, sometimes you do get what you pay for. And these kind of, I never thought these things were any good, where you change your look, you know, with just, don't do medical procedures to change the way you look, just for things to keep you alive. You know, just look the way you look and go on with your life. People don't like it, that's too bad. But even so, if you think this is okay, you don't have any business being on Mars with me. Heck, I can't even get there because other people's buttocks won't fit in the rocket ship with me. I get to say it one more time. That would go along good with the Bezos rocket too, wouldn't it? Okay, just saying. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, look it up. That's where we are today. All right, so I hope everybody had a good holiday. Everybody's all fat with whatever and uh, enjoyed time with family because really that's what's important, isn't it? Isn't it? That is more important than anything, and I think as you get uh, less days left, you realize that more and more. So we will be back soon with more of this uh, silliness and trucking news, and if you have anything uh, to send to me, please do so, Mark, at truckinganswersnation.com, and we'll see you on the next one.